hello. Welcome to Between the Lines. Today, our first um, segment. This is actually um, one of my good friends and um, spiritual. Um, she has a spiritual heart, an amazing heart. Um, do a lot of things for the community. Therefore, uh, women in need. So I'm just here to introduce my good friend, Emily. Emily, say hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I got I, I, I got to admit, she's a great friend. Every time I needed her, someone to speak to, she was there. I'm there for her. But one topic that we've been talking about lately is she chose the path of celibacy. So I wanted to um, bring up that topic today and the importance it is to of self-control. So this segment is really called um, self-control. So... Just tell us what what was the reason that you chose to, to go celibacy and what are the struggles that you are facing right now as we speak? So I think <clears throat> um, I kind of realized that things weren't going in the direction that I wanted them to go into. So I've kind of taken like a new path on, you know, figuring things out. And, and you know, God has been a big part of that journey which is like a blessing but I kind of wanted to find me and love me first and in doing that I chose to take a break from everything else and then the the other part is like I kind of want to tell people up front which I do that's a whole different conversation though because like it's very awkward sometimes you're just like hey like I want to get to know you but like I'm I'm taking a year off from sex. But how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> and this is something that usually nowadays people do not practice, um, you know. So, but tell me that, what's the struggles you're facing right now at the moment um, <laughs> doing this? Oh, during this pandemic. Oh, actually coming out of this pandemic, kind of, because I think society's more awake than it was so my issue is is there a line to draw like down down the sand is there a way for me to determine where I don't want to like physically sleep with someone but being intimate and doing other things seems to be like it's an okay option Mm. just yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. Uh, see, see, one thing do I do notice because I'm gonna tell you, me and, and my wife, um, that we actually just didn't have sex until marriage. We actually, it was hard. If it was up mm-hmm. to me, I'm gonna be honest. I'm glad she was the one that was actually more um, <laughs> control. She controlled the whole situation because I wouldn't. I would say it's control. I think it was just, you know, she got fed up with where she was at and she had standards and those are good to have. Yes. But but what is it? So, you know, in a man's perspective, so in your perspective, would you like an, would you say that a woman telling you that, you know, what's going to make good? No, I'm going to let you answer because I'm really going to enjoy this answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. But in reality, it's like this um this is um yeah it, it is because you know when you should find somebody that you know you like man 
you know, set some standards and boundaries for themselves, you then start looking at the whole thing a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but you want to know the main, because I'm glad this topic came on, it came came up because I've been trying to do this whole saga on lust, pornography, everything. Um, And one thing that that I learned that everything, if you look around you, people are always feeding their appetite when it comes to their lust, right? So uh, let's just put it this way. If you come from a long line of having uh, sex and dealing with multiple people, multiple, um, even watching pornography and doing all this, when when you want to settle and do something different, it is very hard because you've been feeding that appetite for so long. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. this appetite been going on since you were a teenager, you know? Right. Nowadays, um, it, it makes it okay to, uh, to uh, sin is a little easier nowadays. It's, it's okay for you to watch porn and making it, because people don't understand. I'm gonna be honest with you. Porn makes you a pervert one site at a time it makes you uh, 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 a different person it take it actually takes away from your intimacy with a person to tell you the truth because you then are focused on just that moment thing you just want to get right to it you know what I mean and and me being a man and um, and being married right now it's to the point that I want to be a better husband so you practice celibacy it takes a, a long line of practice of, of dedication and actually understanding that that way that you were going before was not the right way, you know? Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, it's not, it's not easy, you know, but nothing, nothing good is like ever easy. Right. So I think actually, you know, maybe, Maybe ultimately it's just abstaining is probably the easiest way to go. And that really will forge whoever it is that's kind of meant to be there, be there in the end. And I think I just have a lot more faith in just following God and letting him handle things if you really want to know the truth. Yes. So I follow more of my intuition now and I'm a little more aware of what like people are doing and how they act. And, and you can you can smell the BS. And it's, it's gonna get harder before it gets easier. I know. But I also quit smoking cigarettes, so. Oh, that's good for you. Plus. Good for you, that's. <laughs> it takes, um, you, you wanna know one thing that I said? I said, you can't, you can't get delivered from your demons if you're still enjoying them, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, one thing, I actually quit cigarettes. So. God bless. <laughs> Yeah. God bless. So I'm gonna ask you this question right now. So if you, when you get to meet somebody, first thing you know they're already you're attractive um, woman, uh, and let's just say the first thing. What are the, the boundaries? What are the standards that you put in place before um, they come at you? What 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 what's your routine? What you do? I honestly, I think I think that also. To be honest with you, like my, I'm not sure yet because I'm just getting to realize who it is that I am now. Like I've recently been put in a position where people are asking me out and I'm like, hmm, 
I don't know if I really want to go out with you. As a person, I don't think I'm going to like you. <laughs> and I've had two conversations with them on the phone, and it isn't that they're not a man of God, but I really don't want to just settle for just a man of, you know what I mean? Because you want to ask me out, I don't want a free dinner. I don't want to turn around and look at you at dinner and be like, oh, I'm so sorry, but I have to go. And and then walk out because I just don't like their vibe. But then again, I don't I don't want I don't want I don't want the old dude that I had either that thinks it's okay because that's not who I am anymore either. Yeah. So I'm in a position now where I have to basically reinvent who Come I've on. never been. Oh man, I love hearing you talk like this. It's so amazing. I'm happy Sorry. for you. That's great. I am so happy for you. And you know what I know. What it is too is that when you want something different in your life, you you tire of settling mm-hmm. for the same things. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to you have to change your mentality. You have to look mm-hmm. at things in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I done had uh, um, people call me, even um, old friends call me. They're like, ah, yo, I keep, you know, I don't know. I, I just started messing with this guy, and all he wanted to do, he had a mm-hmm. wife the whole time. He had this mm-hmm. the whole time. So what I told them, I was like, see, that's because you're given a, a, a boyfriend, husband uh, uh, um, qualities. In other words, mm-hmm. you you given something away that was meant to be uh, uh, um, special. Uh, special. Someone else. Exactly. Right. So right. This, you need to stop settling and understanding how much is your worth. That's the problem. Um, they don't get that. Yes. They don't get that because I think ultimately what we lose is ourselves at that young age when we're not realizing that these choices that we're making are just choices at the moment that we think are right. And, you know, and then and, and now in my 19-year-old, 18-year-old, or 17-year-old stuff, I'd have had a conversation with her. She'd have been off to college getting her degree, doing yes. what she needed to do, yes. you know, but those those traumas at that age those traumas ended up becoming so much bigger and allowing so much blockage from allowing myself to love me first. And in doing that, God has shown me that in order for me, don't worry, the devil will test you. Trust me, he has. Listen, mm-hmm. I've told Satan, not tonight. <laughs> Come <Nope>. on. <laughs> now, I was like, I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm going to put my phone on black. I'm going to turn it all off. I'm going to sleep. It's 8 o'clock. I don't care. No Satan. Um, And it's because I really think that I I really want this for me. And I want it for God. And I want it for who I'm becoming. And I don't necessarily need him to be a man of God. But I probably would like him to be one. You know? But at least have some faith. Because I don't go to church every week. I listen I watch it. I watch it. I'm not. Do <laughs> yeah, it. Don't, don't worry, man. I'll guess what? I, I believe you'll get there. I know you'll get there. But the importance is the importance. The one thing why I always encourage people I talk to to try to find a man that understands God's love. Because the truth is, a man cannot love you if he don't understand God's love. Because if he mm-hmm. if he loves you in a worldly way, he's gonna love you all in the wrong places. Um, see the the problem is is with, with men nowadays it's like this if they don't understand the boundaries that Jesus put aside for them such as lust and pornography and self-control and they don't practice 
understanding God's understanding, then then there's a good chance they might cheat on you. There's a good chance they might not treat you the way God intended you to be treated. And um, that's why when people call me encouraged, I'll be like, listen, does he know the Bible? Does he even understand what God is do- supposed to do in his life? Because I'm going to tell you, if a person doesn't understand and doesn't experience God's love, it's a man without a purpose is a dangerous man. So if his purpose is not driven to get to know God better, then guess what? What makes you think he's going to actually wants to get to know you better, you know? Right. So, so you know, I, I think you're doing everything the correct way. I think you're doing it right because you're tired. You're tired. You, you gave your, when you give your heart to to somebody they they run with it they take it so pieces mm-hmm. of you you're constantly giving these soul ties to the wrong people and you're be... taking them as well Don't exactly yes. for every individual that you have been with you are taking a portion of them as well with you you may take a good quality or you may take a bad quality it's really <laughs> dependent upon your situation and where you're at um, it's dependent upon the scar. And, and not only that, don't you remember? You also take take the stuff that they come with from their previous relationship. So the soul ties that they had with other people. Mm-hmm. You ever wonder why? In a lot of situations, you notice like when uh, a person can um, act like a different person. You ever like you ever been with somebody and you be like, "Yo, I kind of act like them." Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. one of the reasons you act like this person because you still have a soul tie with them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand how important, how real it is. But you being mm-hmm. you being a single mother, right? You being a single mother and doing this by yourself <clears throat> and having and being an image for your daughter right now. What made you, for real, what made you be like, you know what? This got to stop because, no, I can't be doing it this way anymore. I mean, I think, you know, and I hate, I hate to say, you know, that through this entire pandemic, people have gotten and lost things. I've actually been afforded, you know, a lot of insight and a lot of wisdom during this pandemic. This time of self-reflection, again, it's led me to realizing that I want more and I, and I enjoy I enjoyed going to church. Like I've gone to a church, you know, like I went once, but it was, um, and it wasn't bad. It just, you know, it's church yeah. inside a building. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so I just, I wanted to give her something different to look up to. Like my mom, we're very different, right? So our generational, our generations, like our parents, first of all, the things that we do as adults now, our parents never would have done. They never would have known it. They never would have experienced it. You know what? I got. I got. I. I have to. I have to segue this to something else for you because I really am glad that we're having this conversation. I forgot. I have so my my beautiful eighty three year old aunt passed away recently, and God rest her soul. Right. My family is very religious. I come from a family of like Pentecostal, heavily Pentecostal. My grandmother was a minister. She um, she did missionary work for this church when they opened in Camden. Um, and then she was beautifully everything about church. I know I laid on the pews as a little girl all the time. I remember. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I swear I look and it was all Spanish all the time I think that was my biggest issue with church when I was younger in my in my journey to God it was just like all I knew was Spanish and I really am I am don't tell my daughter that I am a coconut right I'm 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 brown on the outside and white on the inside. Like, it's okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You definitely are, though. That's Shut good, up. That, that definitely is a good way to... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use that from now on. I'm definitely going to use that one. <laughs> no, but I, you, you know what? And tell us, um, you know, before times run out, just tell us a little bit more about <clears throat> what normally you used to do. I remember when you used to take walks with a group oh. of ladies and you used to do stuff like um, meditation and stuff like that. Are you still doing that? Are you gonna, are you put it on pause for now? What's going on? That's like a whole separate conversation. Like I do still do it. I've been doing it. So in order to form a habit, um, you must practice it for more than 66 days. And I meditate every morning. I journal. I read my devotional book and um and i do yoga you know like and i and it's it's amazing it's 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 helped me grow and then i have like this group that i kind of formed with my friends where we go hiking once a month and that kind of started last year and it came out of covid or during covid and it's amazing we you know we kind of just get together it's all good vibes no animosity just chill um we say a prayer before our hike because I'm a cheese ball and they <laughs> definitely <let> me are. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, and and they're wonderful and my friends are enjoying them and I have many people that kind of just tag on. So just watch it grow. Well, you know, one of the reasons I bring you in the show because um, you are a leader. You are a person that um, I will trust somebody and be like, yo, I need somebody to talk to. I will send them your way because you definitely know the ins and outs. You know what it is to go through some things and you've been through some things. Um, you know, uh, we both experienced being loved by your cousin, Josh. Amazing. Rest in peace, Josh. Amazing, man. He was like a brother, big brother to me. Um, but I'll tell you like this, it's like... Um, through what you've been through, your struggles, and and although you know you got wounded along the way from different um, relationships that didn't um, cherish you, I tell you what though, in the end of the day, it it ain't took you down, and you know, because sometimes usually when women been through as an experience, brokenhearted, they look at men a different way. Um, they start, um, you know. They start having bitterness and hatred towards uh, and resentment towards uh, people. But okay. one thing I notice about you, you always remain humble. You always remain understanding of the situation and you always move forward. You never, uh, you never broke. And that shows characters of a kingdom woman, a woman of God. So I just want to, uh, I, 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 I'm a, after I hang up with you, I'm going to pray for you. And, and I'm going to bring you on the show again, a different topic next time. But man, I just want to appreciate you. And if there's anything out there um, right now, if, you, if someone is listening to this conversation 
and they say into themselves right now, you want to know what? I give up on men. I give up. Um, you know, there's no such thing as as someone out there for me. What would you say to this person? Don't give up. Just, just start one practice a morning, and it doesn't have to be every single day. It could be three times a week, or just take one day out of your week to meditate for five minutes. It's five minutes of a, of 24 hours in a day, you know, five minutes of just silence. Put on a YouTube video. They're really easy. You take five minutes and you can actually start to grow from that. And, and those steps will start to give you more steps to better yourself and, and to know that you can find love that's going to love you back. Or you could just do it yourself and you'll still feel better. Mm. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> All right. Until next time, thank you guys for tuning in into the Between the Lines second episode. Appreciate you guys. Love you. That was fun. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Between the Lines with Jay. Today, we have an amazing sister, Yami Ortiz. She's going to let us know a little bit about her and her testimony and her life. And this topic is very touchy, but um, I'm just honored to hear it. Not only that, the courageous um, words that she had to say from the things she's been through. Um, without further ado, how you doing, sister? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. And um, one of the reasons I, I came to you because, you know, not only are you my sister, um, you always have some posi positivity and some encouraging words to give. Yeah. And you help out a lot of people. I remember when you, told me, you used to tell me, yo, before you get with a girl, trust me, let me meet her and I'll let, her, <laughs> I'll let you know what she's about. Um man you, you you did stare a couple of them down and, and got and told me ahead of time like yo this one is not for you yeah, um but <laughs> definitely did because you know um the spirit that's inside of people whether they got good intentions or not but one of the stories without further ado don't want to take up the time but i just want to i want you to tell us about your story because your story is what delivers other people right um, I'm amazed by the things that you've been through because a lot of people that been through similar situations really doesn't speak, have that. that they don't make it, man. They don't, they make, don't make it. it. No. Yes. And, it, and that's, that's the thing we got to, we're in a, in a race here, you know, and yeah, too many of us are ashamed of what has happened to us as if it's some type of disease that can be attached to somebody else. You know, I don't have the flu. I've been through things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, with well, short notice, I just want you to just go ahead and, and tell us yeah. you growing up and the things you've been through. Um, go ahead. Well, I want to touch on a topic that was real deep in my heart. And it, it had to deal with, you know, sexual encounters. Like, I think a lot of us women, um, we use our pain and the things that we've been through to manipulate or to uh, make an excuse to not be able to move on or persevere. And you know, as a, as a kid, I can remember one Christmas, I, I started reading at three years old. 
okay so i was reading in english at three and then reading in spanish at four so i i caught on to things really fast as a kid because i was the last child and i think my mother took a little bit more time with me when it came to that as well and i can remember sitting under my christmas tree and looking at the lights and just being a kid and when i'm laying under the tree i look to my left where the couch is at and under the couch there's a porn magazine Mm. i was three years old Hmm. i opened up my first porn magazine and and watched and just looked at it and and my eye gates were open so all the sexual encounters on that thing (laughs) and so i knew even at three and four i knew it was wrong but I would hide behind the couch and act like I wasn't doing anything and looking at these porn magazines. Hmm. I knew it wasn't my mother's. She was just, you know, we look at mommy and we see mommy as angelic, unflawed. She's mommy. She's everything at that moment as a kid. And, but I knew it was my dad. So I would put them back under the couch or wherever he would have them and those things opened up doors to curiosity. So I started looking at my body parts in a different way. I'm four years old. There are no breasts, but I'm four and there's a vagina. And I remember what the the girl on the, on the porn magazine was doing on the centerfold. I wonder if I can do that too. You know, now the enemy has opened my eye gates and I can see things differently. So now I have these open doors of sexual deviance. And I can feel things at four, five, six, seven, eight years old. I would feel a spirit lay on top of me and that my body would get hot. I'd have to touch myself. Oh, the shame that came through with that because my mommy can't know this. She's so unflawed and I'm her baby. How can I say this to anybody? I'm going to keep it to myself. This is between me and my shame. Let me stay shut. When I was five years old, I can remember, and it's funny because spirits know each other. You know, these these spirits and we're, we're battling against, you know, the enemy and there's these spirits and principalities and they see each other. I can remember my cousin, I was in Head Start, my cousin pushing me behind a, a, a sofa and trying to pull my underwear down. And thankfully, his mother said, what are you doing? And I jumped up and he jumped off of me. And for 10 years after that, he kept trying to sleep with me. Unbeknownst to me at that time, he was raped as a little kid. But he tried so many times to try to touch me. And I didn't want him. It wasn't my, the sexual deviance that I had didn't say that I wanted to sleep with a boy. It was something between me and my body parts and looking at those magazines and wanting to be like the magazine wanting to be that girl on there on the centerfold wanting to to experience the feelings that she's experiencing all by herself because a lot of the magazines I was looking at was self-play I used to sit here and switch the you know the little switch in the back of the the, the hot box thing oh, yeah. you know <laughs> I would switch it they thought you know we weren't dumb we knew how to switch it over and put it to channel 99 yeah. and I would go to sleep with it Actually, as a matter of fact, I've been sleeping to porn until like maybe 24, 25 years old. I used so, to sleep with it even as an adult. So I, I right there, pause right there. You yeah. just said something that is I've been talking about because uh, I have a, a group that I lead. It's called Fight Club and this is a fighting temptation. Right. 
And one thing that I uh, that I have said that God, you know, put in my heart is about appetite. Yeah. The the more you feed an appetite, the the bigger an increase. So you t- so since this young age, you've been feeding this appetite of lust and pornography. Right. Um. Um. Wow. That's it's crazy. It's so crazy because at one point when I was in my early twenties and nearing into my mid twenties, I couldn't sleep without the sounds. I, I not only were my eye gates needing it, my ear gates opened and that's what I needed to go to sleep with. I needed it. And when it would stop or the TV would turn off because there was a timer on it, I'd have to turn it back on in the middle of the night. The enemy had me trapped in that for whatever reason. He, he knew he knew that I he had to get me at three years old to get me to get me trapped. See, but. God has a different plan in these situations, no matter what, especially when you accept Jesus Christ as your savior, things start to happen. Yeah. Uh, I remember, you know, I kept this always to myself because I was ashamed of this, this thing that was happening to me. I was ashamed. Again, I didn't know Christ. I didn't know. No one spoke to me about this as a kid. No one said, hey, there's spirits that are going to come and attack you because, you know, you are chosen or you are God's child. No one ever said that to me. So I was ashamed and I kept it to myself. And that kept me into a habit of keeping a lot of things to myself, hiding things from people, even if it was good or bad, hiding, hiding, hiding myself, hiding everything, being ashamed of everything seeing myself less than who I was as a person, always feeling rejected as a kid. And it all started from the beginning. You know, at 12 years old, I can remember washing dishes and a 50-year-old woman started to molest me in the kitchen. My mother was in another room. She was um, tending to um, our pets. She was just dealing with our pets and stuff like that. This woman took advantage of the situation and she started touching me. Again, I'm afraid to tell anybody because I'm ashamed of what's happening to me. The shame continued and the muzzle was still on my mouth. I couldn't, I couldn't open. No, I was never a lesbian. No, I was never curious. No, I never wanted to be with a woman ever, ever. But the enemy knew, let me do something to her again so that she can be more ashamed, so that she could be more depressed, so that she could feel that she is worthless and continue from there so I had a family member always trying to sleep with me I had watching porn almost every night and nobody knew because I was the the child that you know got the good grades that kept her mouth shut that didn't you know do as much as everybody else I wasn't you know dead center in front of everybody because at a young age I was ashamed so I stayed in a corner I stayed okay so let me you know let me um ask you this question yeah someone right now because a lot of people that have been through similar the same situation as you um or 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 close to really curse god out a lot of people that been through your situation and probably be like where were you god in this what would you say to someone right now that's listening and and uh, and uh pretty much be like god where was god god at when i was getting um molested when was god when i was getting raped what would you say to them? Let me tell you that that's a hard thing to to really even answer because God is always present. Anything that's happening to you at that time, it's not for you to put shame and to say, well, I needed a rescuer at that time. 
when a gun was put to my head and they said, you better sleep with me. God was there, but I'm going to use it for his glory. I'm going to use my pain and I'm going to change it. And I'm going to speak to somebody that's experienced the same thing and get them through it together. Mm. You know what I mean? You, yes, you experienced that. Yes, you've been raped. Yes, you've been uh, assaulted. Yes. How did you take that pain and bring it for his glory? And you're in pain right now. You still need healing if that's what you're thinking. You're still in the process of healing. And you got to you gotta not move beyond the pain, but overcome it. You can't, you can never forget what you've experienced. But you can take your experiences and grow from it. You really can. You know, I the first thing I did in high school was date a guy. And I didn't date him because he was the best thing in the world. I met his family and I fell in love with his Christian grandmother. And I said, oh, I want her. I want her to be my grandma. But you know what's funny? God, God uses different things, you know. She had a God in her. She had the Holy Spirit in her. She was a fiery Pentecostal. And I was attracted to the spirit that was inside of her. So I stayed in a relationship because I loved his family. I loved his grandmother. And we continued and we had a child. And I continued with him. And he was always cheating. Always cheating. I thought I'm never good enough. I'll just keep doing different things even if it makes me feel ashamed. Oh, well, I want to have sex with you this way. And I want to have sex with you that way. And I continue to give in to these types of sexual behaviors because maybe if I did something else like those porn stars or however they're doing it, maybe he'll love me better. But I'm not going to call him out on his cheating because I'm ashamed that I even know and that I'm still with him because I know better than to be with him. But I'm still with him. Let me sleep with him again. Maybe I'll do it better this time. You get trapped. It's all about the the, the sex of it all. The, the, the connection of, of being sexually entwined with somebody could be a, a trap too from the enemy. It's not just the pornography. It's the engaging in sex. That can be an entrapment itself. If God did not align that man or that person to be with you and the only thing that's holding your relationship together is sleeping with that person. You got to break that tie. And that's a really hard tie to break. So the I'm going to go back on the appetite, right? Because right. a lot of a lot of people don't understand one of the reasons um it's hard to when people get in a relationship with somebody They've been feeding that appetite of lust for so long. They've right. been feeding pornography after pornography that when they get with somebody, there ain't no intimacy because you feel as though to yourself, like, mm, you're so used to porn. You're so used to getting whatever you want and pleasuring yourself. You become bad at sex and intimacy because you're self-pleasurable. Understand? So what I'm trying to say with that is that a lot of people that's walking around right now are still soul ties to pornography and things mm-hmm. like that. And so much want to get in a relationship with a good man and everything, not knowing that they still have them soul ties and spirits. What would you say? What what would you say about this? <laughs> the soul t- yeah, that, that pornography soul tie is, is serious. That pornography tie that you have, those are your ear gates and your eye gates that need to be delivered. 
I had, <laughs> a few years ago, I went to a revival and I went and the man was praying over my eyes. How did, and it was funny because I didn't realize what he was really doing until the following day when my whole eye was completely infected and there was no antibiotic, uh, the, the topical eye cream or the pill that was helping my eyes. And I said, Lord, what is this? What is this? Lord, what is this? He said, I'm cleaning out your eye gates. Mm. You've seen too much. I was 30 years old when he did this. I'm cleaning out your eye gates because 20 something plus years of pornography is enough, Tommy. It's enough. And you that's where it, it starts there because you don't just automatically start having sex. You look at porn. You're listening to the sounds. You think that love is literally laying down and opening your legs. It is not opening your legs and letting something go inside of you. That is not love. You better go into Corinthians. You better see what love is. That is not love. You better see what Jesus did in those three years. That was love. And you don't just, just because you see somebody and they, they make this great illusion of how great their sexual life is and how great everything is. It is not because without Christ, there is nothing there. There is no real spiritual intimacy. You need to be tied to that person as one in the spirit, not sexually. You cannot, when, see, pornography distorts sex completely. Pornography, BDSM, let's choke this girl. Let's bite this person. Let me scratch this person really hard and hit them and physically torture them. Yeah. You hear how demonic that sounds? Yeah, to- I want to torture exactly. you so that this you is- can get a sexual pleasure. I know this because I was married doing this. Wow. I was married doing this. I didn't care what that man did to me. Just as we can fight all day in the morning. We can fight. We can fight. We can fight. And we hated each other. And there was nothing that we had in common. Nothing. Not even the type of coffee that we liked. We had nothing in common. And yet, the only thing that we could connect with was sodomy, beating. Mm. I mean, I remember going to work and I've had bruises all over my body and they wanted to call the authorities. And I said, no, it was our sex. That is not love. That's not love. That is a sexual demon controlling every situation and you need to be delivered from those situations. When you sit here and you want a real intimate relationship, let's start with cleaning out your ear gates. You don't need to hear that stuff. Let's start with cleaning out your eye gates. Ask God for that deliverance. Get delivered from that. Because you can't see clearly when you got too many spiritual things going on in your eyes. You're not going to be able to see the person of God that God has for you because you're too fogged in the spirit. You got to get delivered. And not just delivered, you need to be obedient because you can keep opening up them doors. And I can remember just being ashamed of what I was doing with my husband at the time, but yet I could feel a spirit come upon me. It was just this, this like, oh, you know what? I'm going to control him with sex. Even though there was nothing I was controlling because we had a very difficult marriage. But at the end of the day, I'm going to control him with sex. We're going to do things that nobody else would would do to him. That was demonic. That was completely demonic because I wasn't walking with Christ. At the end of the day, I was still depressed. 
I was still lonely and I was still suicidal. I couldn't find freedom because I was too trapped. When you're sitting here in your marriage and you're still getting raped over and over. And when you tell them no and they're still doing it. That's a depressive state to be in. And so, so oh, the, the the place where you at now, because man, that that is deep and it's 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 touchy. Um, right now, because you know when I when it like from the things that I've been through and the been, been things you've been through, a lot of people be like, "Yo, these people should have been crazy." But why are you so different today? Today you're a teacher. Today you're you pretty much teach artistic kids. Very smart. Um, you're a single mom. Um, you're involved in a, in a kids uh, ministry. How it, how is that? Does it affect you today? And why does it affect you today? Which part does it affect me? Um, what God has done in your life that's made you see things different? Oh, let me tell you. When you <laughs> statistically, the world would say that my experiences in life should have led me to be a prostitute by the time I was 20 years old with a drug addict father, a bipolar stepmother who is married to your mother and I'm being raised by two women in a party house doing witchcraft and there's so much sexual deviance everywhere and drugs everywhere. How did she get a degree? How did she do it? Well, I looked at my situation and I said, do I really want to live like this? Is this how I want to live? Or what can I do to be better? Am I going to live in my funk? Am I going to live in the memory of, of rape? Am I going to live in the memory of drugs and violence and domestic situations? No, I want to live because God is here and God is living within me. The Holy Spirit lives within me. And when I became a Christian and I accepted Christ into my life, that, that beautiful moment, I, I still remember it to this day because it was just a moment of complete surrender saying, God, you really are for me. Now, what do you want me to do? And I was a social worker at that time. I said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't want to be a social worker anymore. God, this is too much for me. Tell me what I need to do. And I put my hands in the air and he said, go teach. And I said, what do you mean go teach? I've never been a teacher in my life. And when God has it for you, it will, he expedites it. Let me tell you, he will expedite everything because whatever was meant for you, it will come back. It will come back. It's waiting for you. That table's waiting for you. God allowed me <laughs> to become a teacher before I was even fully certified. I got a teaching job within six months of substituting. Never have an experience before that because God, when God is for you and God's telling you this is for you, God's going to make that way for you and open that door that no man can shut. And you are qualified before you are even qualified under him. Wow. And then, and, and Yami, I just want to thank you because, man, the story was a, was what people need to hear um, because, you know, some this this is what delivers other people. This is the foundation. This is where it starts. Right. Um, young young girls and teenage and women nowadays. Um, but I just want to thank you um, for coming to in between the lines with Jay. This is a powerful story, and I pray that anyone out there that's watching, hearing this, and um, can get something out of this. Understand that when you have God present. And when you allow God to come in your heart, 
You're no longer the same person anymore. But see, no, what the enemy all. did to you, guess what? God will use for you to deliver for someone else. And understand this, right. it's your brokenness is what sets somebody else free. That's I just right. want to thank you. I love you. appreciate you. And until next time, see you guys. See you.